Welcome to the BecomeNew.me podcast with John Ortberg. Passage to Wisdom, Episode 12, Burden of Love. Hey, this is John Ortberg, Passage to Wisdom, and I want to talk to you today about the burden of being loved. I want to talk to you about the burden, the discomfort, the pain, the intolerable compliment of being not just tolerated, not even just liked, but deeply loved and how much courage it takes to offer somebody that kind of love, how much humility it takes to receive it, and how because of fear, so often, so often, so often, even with people that we know well and feel deeply about, we don't get to that level, but it is what we need to save us, the pain of deep, deep love. And I want to try to talk about this from this book, Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. It is frustrating to me because it is so beautiful and so rich and so deep. And I know and think of it at, at such a level and I will never be able to get the words out, but I'll do the best I can. In this story, the central character, Raskolnikov, has much good in him. And yet he has ended up uh, murdering a woman, a pawnbroker, and then her sister, Lizaveta, came in the room while he was doing the deed, so he has to kill her as well. And he carries the guilt, the burden, he tries to rationalize it, but over time, his soul cannot bear it. And he has to tell somebody else, our souls were not meant to bear the weight of guilt and darkness and sin. And he decides the person that he will tell. He's not even sure why he's going to tell her, but it's a character named Sonia, a remarkable woman in this book. Sonia is part of a tragic, impoverished family. Her father had met Raskolnikov some time ago. He was a hopeless drunk. He would take money from the family to support his own drinking. And because there was no other alternative, because the other children are all young and would have died, Sonia becomes a prostitute in order to keep uh, her young half-siblings from starving to death and nearly dies from the shame. When the father dies, Raskolnikov, in a burst of impulsive generosity, gives to the family what little money he's got left so that they can uh, have a funeral for their father and have a meal and have some dignity and some hope for life for at least a few weeks. So to this girl, Sonia, Raskolnikov is a hero. And because she knows about shame and because she knows about the darkness of the soul and herself lives as a scandalized person, but with such a spirit of love and looks up to him, Raskolnikov decides this is the one person that I can speak to. He goes to her earlier on in the book and asks her to read from the New Testament the story of Lazarus, which is a recurring theme in the book, and, and she does. And he realizes this is how Sonia survives as a prostitute who wants to love her family. She believes in God. She is a religious fanatic. And eventually he comes to tell her his secret, but he can't get the words out. And I experienced that moment when a soul wants to be unburdened but cannot say the words. He says to her when he finds out that she is a friend of Lizaveta, the woman that he killed. In fact, the New Testament that she reads to him the story of Lazarus out of the resurrection of a dead man was given to her by her friend, by the woman that he killed. And when he says to Sonia, I know who killed her, and she asks him, how do you know? He cannot say the words, and he says, guess. And I know what it is to sit in a moment like that and have words to speak or words to hear that are so deep, so strong, so painful, we can't find a way to make them come out of our mouths. And she does. She comes to realize what it is that he has done. 
and she can't understand it. She can't put together this man that she knows and admires with a murderer. And so she asks him, why? Why did you do it? And it's just an incredibly powerful passage in the book. He begins to try to explain it, but he cannot because we cannot understand evil. Part of why we need each other is our minds are tortured by the wrong that's in them. Good is always simple. Uh, when I want to do something good, my conscience approves of it, my will approves of it, I do it, and there's a simplicity to it. But evil always involves complexity because part of me wants to lie or part of me wants to lust, but my conscience knows that I should not. My conscience isn't satisfied. So I have two parts of my mind, the desire that wants it, and my conscience, my knowledge of what is good that does not want it. And then there's a third part. Now my mind has to find some way to quiet my conscience, to rationalize or excuse or minimize or forget. And that's why wrongdoing thrives on confusion and why we need each other. And Raskolnikov goes through all these reasons. It's because I wanted to rid the world of an evil pawnbroker. No, it was so that I could have money to help my mother and my sister. No, that's not it. It's so that I could prove that I was daring. No, that's not it. It was one thing after another. And finally, when the question, why did I do it, will not do any good, he asks, what am I to do now? And now that's the question. There's hope in that one. What are you to do? Sonia cried, jumping up. Her eyes that had been full of tears suddenly began to shine. Stand up. She seized him by the shoulder. He got up, looking at her almost bewildered. Go at once, this very minute. Stand at the crossroads. Bow down. First kiss the earth which you have defiled. And then bow down to all the world and say to all men aloud, I am a murderer. Then God will send you life again. Will you go? Will you go? She asked him. He was amazed at her sudden ecstasy. You mean Siberia, Sonia? I must give myself up. Suffer and expiate your sin by it. That's what you must do. No, he says. And there's another long conversation before them until at the end he has resigned himself to doing this. And they ask her, will you come see me in prison when I am there? They sat side by side both mournful and dejected, as though they had been cast up by the tempest alone on some deserted shore. He looked at Sonia and felt how great was her love for him, and strange to say, he felt it suddenly burdensome and painful to be so loved. Yes, it was a strange and awful sensation. On his way to see Sonia, he had felt that all his hopes rested on her. He expected to be rid at least a part of his suffering. And now, when all her heart was turned towards him, he suddenly felt that he was immeasurably unhappier than before. He suddenly could not bear to be so loved. And then Sonia asked him, do you have a cross on you? And he said, no. And she says, here, take this one of cypress wood. I have another, a copper one that belonged to Lizaveta. I will wear her now and give you this. We will go to suffer together and together we will bear our cross. That's the burden of being loved. And Raskolnikov is not ready to do it yet. That time will come. We're not done with this story. 
but he's not ready to do it yet. But love says, you take this cross and I will take another and we will bear the cross and we will suffer together. See, the pain of being loved deeply is to be loved with a love that doesn't simply want you to feel good, but to be good. In surveys in contemporary life, parents will most often say that their primary desire for their children is that their child be happy. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. It is that they be good. It is that they belong to God. That's why in the book of Hebrews, in the 12th chapter, it says, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Well, no. I didn't know that was part of the deal. Nobody told me I was signed up for that. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one that he loves. I was talking to my friend Rick this morning and telling him about a exercise my therapist gave me to do, take a negative emotion, something that you don't like about yourself, but then just look at it and think about uh, what are benefits of it? Why would you do it? And how is it in alignment with your values? And I told him about a thought that I had of, of anger, very deep anger. And I was thinking about what are the benefits of it? And I realized I hadn't had this thought until just today. If it were not for anger, I think I would be swallowed in an ocean of sadness. I think I would drown in it. And I told my friend Rick, and I waited for him to say, oh, John, I don't think you're an angry person. John, I don't think you're a morose person. But he didn't say those things. He just said, that's really deep. And that's really true. I will give you my cross and we will suffer together. So we sometimes think that if God gives us discipline, and I don't know exactly how all of that works. I know uh, suffering doesn't simply come to people because God is punishing them for something or disciplining them for something. I don't understand how it all works. But I do believe that in the midst of our pain and our difficulty and our suffering, God is at work to produce something good, something better inside of us. And that um, it's like when you go to a doctor, uh, if you have stuff in your skin that's got to come out, you don't want a doctor to say, hey, your skin's great. It doesn't need any work on it. You, you want the blemishes to come up. And the Bible says that the church is going to be like a bride without blemish. C.S. Lewis said it's kind of like if an artist is working on a sketch. If the sketch doesn't mean much, if there's errors in it, problems with it, he'll just let it go. But if it's a masterpiece, then he will correct it. And if he erases the sketch, if the sketch had feelings, he'd probably be, ouch, stop erasing me. That hurts. You're rubbing too hard. But if you care, if you love, you want goodness, you want beauty. That is the intolerable compliment of being loved by God. That is what it means to bear the burden of being loved. I hope you love somebody like that. I hope if somebody loves you like that, you will thank them for it and lean into it and receive it humbly. And if somebody needs that kind of love for me or for you today, I hope I have the courage to offer it. That's the gift of love. And on the other side of it is redemption. And we're gonna look at that too. Have a good day.
Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525. Or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.